0: This is Dreamer to Creator, the podcast, with your hostess, Gabriella Bruner. This podcast was created to share stories of real people who dream and create. Their stories are inspiring. Their stories are resilient. Their stories are real. This podcast was Gabriella's dream, and she wants you to know that her dreams are possible, and so are yours.
1: and welcome to this episode of dreamer to creator the podcast I am so incredibly like hyper and giddy and excited and I couldn't be more honored to have the person that I will introduce to you shortly on as my last guest for this inaugural season maybe there'll be more maybe they won't who knows but it feels like the most amazing gift to share this time with her and to just share everything that she means to me with all of you, because this woman has been inspirational, instrumental, just such a gift in my life. And to be able to be here celebrating this incredible creation, celebrating the fact that a few months ago, I had this dream of creating a podcast. And here I am recording the last episode for this season with her. And it, I'm like shaking. <laughs> I'm just so honored. I'm like beyond honored and elated to have you here, my dear Caitlin Edgar. So say hi to everybody. And I just want you all to know that Caitlin has been my mentor and coach for almost two years now. And the work we have done together has just been outstanding and astounding. (laughs) And so, okay, I'll let you say hi.
2: (laughs) Oh, Gabby. Gonna make me cry before we even get started. I know I already have tears in my eyes too, and I'm just like, "What's happening?" Uh Thank you so much. That was what beautiful words to receive. I'm I'm feeling that touch me really deeply. Thank you, thank you, and thank you for having me. It's as soon as you said that you were gonna do this podcast, I was like, "Oh, I hope she'll ask me." It's it's so I love doing this, you know, with pretty much anyone, but then to to do it with you is feels really special. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for saying yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who wouldn't? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody so
1: far, but you know.
2: <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, if anyone's listening to this and wants to be on Gabby's you know, podcast, <laughs> you better get on it. She's going to have a line up around the block. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. It feels so
1: important to me right now to, especially because I'm here with you to just celebrate I am so excited like you know me probably as much as the next person that I hold so near and dear in my life and the creation process is so important to me and Mm -hmm. it's just like it just makes me so happy to see people having a dream having a vision and bringing it to life and so part of what I aim and desire to do in this world is to show people that it is possible that Mm-hmm. this really was a vision for me. It was just a dream at one point in time. And through support and through allowing and through receiving mm-hmm. and through all of that, it actually came to fruition. It wasn't like some magic potion and all of a sudden it was here, right? Yeah. And it just feels so important to, to note that, to honor that and to celebrate that with you because you have been yeah. instrumental in my own creation process and awareness. And I know that you have your own... Beautiful creation processes. So, anyway, I just want to say, yay, let's celebrate for just a second. Oh man, I know. <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm so, and I'm celebrating that you're taking time to celebrate. <laughs> like, all of this is so good. I love it. And yes, like, it's amazing, you know? It's, it's such an inspiration to see you recognizing what it is that you're excited about and going for it, you know? And here it is, and like, all the twists and turns, and you've got this beautiful amazing gift and blessing to offer into the world it's it's delightful so yeah big celebrations with you Gabby. high five yes <laughs> mm, five fives for sure. so
1: I'd love for you to share with everybody a little bit about where you are in your life right now like what is Caitlin Edgar up to right now cool mm-hmm.
2: that sounds good Well, why don't I tell you a little bit about, okay, well, this is actually fun. This is going to be my first time introducing myself as my new quote unquote title, which (laughs) (laughs) titles are so, it is, it it really is. And I think that like titles are so funny because ultimately I don't really think that the title matters. It's always about like, what energy do we hold? Mm. Right. And like, and, and what are we anchored and grounded in? And yet, It does. It does matter a little bit. Right. So anyways, my new title is an intuitive alchemist. And Gabby, as a lawyer, you'll be happy to know that it's already in the trademark process. (laughs) Yeah, So I'm good to go there. I'm also a coach and a mentor. I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher. I'm the founder of the intuitive coaching school, the angels of intuition, sisterhood and mastermind where we do retreats. Obviously, Gabby, you know that Mm -hmm. you've been in that for two years and I support soul guided coaches and healers in activating their greatest gifts, really, really deeply anchoring into prosperity consciousness Mm -hmm. and unifying with God so that they can live a life of freedom and impact and fulfillment, just like what you're talking about you know, at the beginning with like this amazing creation process that you've been through. Like that's, that's what I'm all about. I'm so excited about supporting people in, in doing just exactly that. And then aside from that, I'm really big nature lover. I'm a big animal lover. I love food. I'm super, super passionate about traveling and especially with traveling, like exploring new cultures. Mm. I think that's the thing that I've, I've come to see you know through a lot of travel lately especially that it's it's about like meeting people in different parts of the world and getting to know them how they live how they perceive life what are the challenges that they face how do they move through them so that's that's something that I really love too and and yeah I'm I'm an advocate for everyone on this planet coming into their own unique relationship with the divine mm-hmm. with God so that they can live the life that they really want to and that their soul is really has really placed them on this planet too. So that's me in a nutshell for today. (laughs) For today, today. yeah. (laughs) Or for this hour, we'll say even. The evolution is fast.
1: That just felt so good. It felt so good. And so like, yep, yep, that's exactly it. That's that's what you do and those are your gifts and that's how you show up in the world. And one of the things that's really important to me is sharing people's stories because the Caitlin Edgar of this moment didn't just Mm -hmm. wake up and have mm-hmm. this beautiful thriving business and have these amazing clients that she's worked with and continues to work with. Mm-hmm. You have a story too. And so if you pick a pick a moment in time that you feel like you want to start with and share with us a little bit about how you literally went from there to here. Sure. Big question, I know. So That's
2: <laughs> a fun one. I like that. I like that you just gave me like any like pick a moment yeah. in time. I think that's fun. <laughs> Let me feel into it for a sec. Well, I th- the time that's coming to mind right now is a, probably when I was about at least a year and a half into my business, into like really making my passion be of serving people in this way of coaching and mentoring be my job. Mm. And I was living in Georgia with my fiance. He was playing hockey down there. We we were just down there for about six months, and we had this whole big house that we were living in, in, in Canada. And he decided that he wanted to go back and play hockey. And so we sold everything that we owned, Mm -hmm. like literally everything, all of our furniture, our cars, everything. And he moved down there and ended up getting a spot on the team, which was awesome, Mm -hmm. because we weren't even actually sure that that was going to happen. And it was really such a blessing that time, because I didn't have any friends there, I didn't even actually meet any friends while I was there, all of the six months, it was such an interesting time for me and I didn't really, yeah, I just, I didn't connect with anyone, I didn't really find anyone but I think it's also because I wasn't really looking, what I was doing was I was being blessed with and I was receiving a whole six months to put like everything into this, this passion and this purpose that I had, um, this goal, this dream, this vision of bringing this business really to life so that I could be supported by it, and um, yeah, so it was kind of like I was—I felt a little bit isolated. Well, not a little bit. I'll be really straightforward. <laughs> it was—it was really hard at times because I didn't really know anyone there. But we were living in this place surrounded by the forest. So if you know me at all, that's like really big for yeah. me. I'm—I'm I'm a total tree hugger. <laughs> I'll admit it. Um, and so that was nice to be so supported by nature in that way. But I was pretty alone. And I felt alone in many different ways at that time. But I also was so inspired and motivated to, to bring this dream to life. And I put basically that entire six months into this. Mm. And the day, it was kind of like the, the week leading up to leaving that place I started getting some like really incredible traction in my business. I started sharing myself and my gifts with total abandon or or is it with abandon or without abandon? How do you say that? I have no idea, but either way we get (laughs) you. Okay. Thanks. I'm like, oh yeah, right. Phrases. (laughs) Not always the best with words, but I'm getting there. But yeah, anyways, I just started sharing my gifts without holding back at all. Mm. Like really, like I felt, you know, almost like standing at the, at the top of the mountain, just shouting yeah. like, here I am. This is what I'm here to do. These are my gifts. And I just let go of all of the fear of what people would think about me, how I would be judged, how, yeah, cause you know, I, it was, it was feeling really edgy for me at the time to really come out and let people know what I do around like the intuition and the spirituality and to really, really own that at the next level and and the gifts that I hold. Anyway, so it was so cool to come back home and move back to Canada. And I had like totally transformed my business and myself came back with like, my, my email was just full of applications Mm. for people to work with me. Like it was I just, everything took right off. And I really haven't turned back since then. Like I've always had a wait list pretty much of people to work with me. And I mean, there's like a million other things that I could share, but I think that probably the reason why I was guided to that particular point in time, as you said, of my journey, I was guided to share that is because I really gave myself the time and space to put my everything into it. And it's kind of like life pushed me into that situation Mm -hmm. a little bit too, with being so isolated. Which I don't think it needs to be like for everyone, but I was really, really, really set on making this happen, mm-hmm. and I, I think that that's a big part of why I'm here today. Whew.
1: I can really feel just just the determination and the commitment, and I want to take a couple of steps back because there's something that I love about you so much, and it also like baffled mm-hmm. me from the very beginning for meeting you, and so. I want to share with people because some people may have picked up on this. First, you took a moment to feel into it. Then Mm. you said, I feel like this is why I was guided to share this with you. Now, those words, when I first started interacting with you, like threw me for a loop. I'm like, check in with who? Guided by what? Like what on (laughs) earth is she talking about? And It's one of the things that I have come to deeply respect and honor about you because you are so committed to your connection to the divine and, and literally being of the utmost service that I want people to understand when somebody uses those words, what they actually mean.
2: Mm. Yeah, big time. So, oh, no, yeah. You, it is a, you, yeah, it's a question. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, you know, you, you're probably better at explaining well, that than me. So I'm just like waiting for you to go. This is so good. Well, oh yeah, God, I mean, I, love it.
1: I, I would love to hear it from your words.
2: I would. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so happy to share that. I'm checking in with my intuition, mm-hmm. ultimately, is what I'm checking. And that can look so different from person to person. And it looks different for me from moment to moment so sometimes that means checking in with like my angels and guides who I have a really close relationship with sometimes that means going straight to god sometimes that means i'm checking in with my body or my my heart mm-hmm. or my soul or my higher self and ultimately it's all the same thing if we really strip back everything it, it's really about checking in with my my intuition is is probably the most simple way to put it mm. and and that is what i allow that's what I allow to guide me through my life too. And so sometimes that's really different from what my ego or the other voices that I hear, because there's a lot of voices that go on in this, in this mind, I'll tell you there's there's a lot that happens up there. The mind is a busy place, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I'm checking in with my intuition. And that's obviously that's something that I've been working on, you know, within myself and also in supporting other people in for for years and years is how to access that Mm -hmm. that intuitive guidance. Because with the chaos of our own minds sometimes and the chaos of the world, that's really the most important thing. I, I think the most important tool that we each have. Yeah, the world will will continue to become a more and more beautiful place as we all Develop this awareness, this self-awareness, and the ability to use our intuition, our intuitive guidance. Oh
1: yeah! And nobody ever really knows hundred percent, like why certain people are placed in our lives. And I remember when I first encountered you in that Facebook group a, on a December mm-hmm. day, and mm-hmm. I really feel like that experience in and of itself was such a gift to me to trust what I now understand to be my intuition. I remember you posting the applications for Angels of Intuition round one and just feeling so pulled to apply, Mm -hmm. so pulled to learn more, so pulled to get on a call with you. And I was like, this doesn't make any logical sense. This, Mm -hmm. this, I do not even understand why, but Mm -hmm. there was something allowing me and I was, I was allowing it. Right. And I think that's a big Part yeah. in learning how to trust your own intuition and learning how to listen to it or your gut or your instinct or your inner wisdom or You know people can call it many different things. It's just that tug It's that little voice that you hear that pops up that says don't go, don't go down that road or or go right. out that application or there's something not right here and one of the things that I have learned and grown in in working with you specifically is that I have allowed myself to let that voice, number one, get louder, so that I can actually hear it, and then yeah. trusting it and taking action yeah. upon it, even when it doesn't make any sense, which I feel like is for someone like me, who, who wants everything to be logical, and who wants everything to be mm. make sense. It, it was a mm-hmm, challenge. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, in your life, did you always have this strong innate ability to listen and trust your intuition? Or was that something that through maybe a series of events, you came to understand and then you pursued that even more wholeheartedly?
2: It was, I mean, I think that we all have that. I definitely, I absolutely believe that we're all intuitive. Um, But the the really listening and trusting? No, not at all. I spent most of my life not listening Mm. and not trusting that. And yeah, it was through a series of events. It was through like a really intense breakup, which which really was a big release of of old of old thoughts and things and people and experiences that I needed to let go to in order to grow. And that releasing really made space for me. And I think it was my intuition that guided me to let go and allowed me to continue to hear even more. Cause as I let go, I made space to hear more as well too. Mm. Yeah, so it was like just this big purging on so many levels. I mean, I moved, you know, everything, everything. Like my whole life changed. And this isn't the Georgia time. (laughs) This is a different time. This is way before Georgia. And then, and then I got my first coach, and she specialized in intuition. That was one of her things. And so I spent a lot of time working with her and reading and practicing and actually developing my intuition and my psychic gifts. Mm -hmm. So it was. It was certainly something that I worked towards. I did a lot of Kundalini yoga, which is what opens up the pineal and the pituitary glands, mm. which is how we can access our intuition if we're looking on a physiological level. So it was. It I, and I and I feel really grateful that you asked that question because I know that there are a lot of people out there who were born really psychic, mm. who were born really intuitive and they always had these gifts that they were super aware of and and like I said I think that we all do to an extent, but that really wasn't the case for me. It's not like I was, you know, 10 years old and I was reading people's auras like this is something that I developed as I had my spiritual awakening and as I put the energy into actually developing it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you brought up the people who who are, are kind of on the other end of the spectrum, right? Because I, mm-hmm. what I believe sometimes happens is that regardless of whether you have the strong gifts that you know of to begin with, or you kind of grow into your experiences, a lot of us shut down or don't allow ourselves to have our gifts or to develop our gifts because we feel like we shouldn't do it or we should be doing something else. And so it really takes mm-hmm. a lot of courage to open yourself up to yourself and yeah. to allow yourself to to live the life that you want. And one of the reasons, amongst many, <laughs> why I love you so much is because you have not only taught me but exemplified for me how to move through the shitty times really gracefully. Mm-hmm. And mm. we, you and I, have personally talked about that those kinds of experiences many times because a lot of us think mm-hmm. that that it's only the good stuff that helps us grow. When in reality it is both the good and the bad, but the, the in, in the quote, bad stuff or the dark stuff or the sad stuff is, is actually, I feel like where we grow the most. And so when people hit these hard moments, how have you personally grown through those experiences so much so that you can teach others how to grow through the pain moments, if you will?
2: Yeah. You know, it's funny, like being a coach, There's so many things that I could say, like tools Mm. and tips and stuff like that. But honestly, what's coming through right now, the perspective to offer is as we awaken and we're all awakening, it's not something that we're not doing. Everyone is awakening Mm -hmm. each at our own time and, and pace. These experiences are happening through us and it's really a matter of allowing it to happen. And, and, and by allowing, I mean, that just even sometimes that just means continuing to wake up every day, to stay alive, to keep breathing, just to keep being on the planet. And we're moving through these things. And so I like to look at it as, as initiations. So we go through these initiations within ourselves, our own souls initiate us through these different experiences Mm -hmm. that bring us into an, an elevated, a more elevated place. We, we evolve, right? ultimately that's the purpose of the initiation to be more embodied in your body as a soul and I think the reason why why I felt to say that is because ultimately like yes there are a million things that you can do you can definitely get support all of these things are so good read books surround yourself with people who understand use your intuition all of this Mm -hmm. yoga Mm -hmm. do it meditation (laughs) yes and and you can't not move through the pain that you're going through and come out the other side as a more evolved person. Mm. That's just what's happening. That's hap- That's consciousness awakening through us. This is something that's beyond us, really. And so, the second part of that is—is is does that make sense? First off, before I move on, it does. It does to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and let me know if it doesn't seem like it might to someone else, and I can always clarify. Sure the second part of the question around like how have i been able to help others to to do that too is it's simply that once we go through these initiations and these evolutions these these challenges that we grow from it's a part of who we are and so we hold a certain vibration that's it's in us it's in our bones it's in our cells it's it's a part of who and what we are now and so people seek us out they feel our light, they feel our power, Mm -hmm. they feel what we've been through. And being in our presence then supports them to move through what they're going through. So I feel like that's probably way different from what you were asking. But that obviously was really meant to be said. No, it's perfect. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does.
1: And it you know, it's just it's one of those things that I feel like, because I personally, went through this myself, where you feel like if something negative has happened to you in your life or you're sad or you experience anger, that somehow that's a bad thing. And somehow you're like being punished for something. But really right. what these last couple of years have taught me is, is that it, it serves your growth in a way that you can't even begin to comprehend. Yeah. If you allow yourself to feel it and if you allow yourself to and when you, when you can, right, because sometimes if you're really upset about something, you may not be thinking like, okay, what lesson am I learning from this? Like you may not be at right, that place where right. you can do that. But then that's where reflection can come in. Like it's such a beautiful tool when you can look back on something and say, okay, why did I experience that? What lesson can I learn from that? And like you said, it's like walking through a car wash is the, is the example that, that comes up because it's like you, you can mm-hmm. come in, say dirty, right? And then you go through this car wash and you emerge different than when, when you first walked in. And you can't not, if you allow, even if you don't, even if you fight tooth and nail the experience, it's still doing something within your life to, to help you see something differently.
2: Exactly. And I love how you broke that down. Thank Mm -hmm. you. And as you're speaking, I can, I can see that like to sum it all up, really like, it's surrendering into God Mm. and to what's happened, like to the plan that's, that is your life that was already laid out before you even came. And yeah, we still have will free will and we make choices and everything. Absolutely. But there's something so much bigger than us that's guiding us through our lives and through, through the hard times. And I think it's really surrendering fully into that when we're in it that allows us to move through the other side and, and, and through that experience and process, we're then able to help others do the same. Mm. Yes. 100%. Absolutely. Yes.
1: Yeah. (sighs) So I would love to shift gears a little bit Mm -hmm. and talk a little bit about your own personal creation process. And you and I were talking about this a little bit before, before the podcast started, just about like, okay, I'm trying to gather my thoughts here because there's a lot coming at me fast and furious, which is because I'm like, oh my gosh, we could spend like hours talking about all this stuff. But one of the things (laughs) that I deeply admire about you and that I've I've had an opportunity to witness, particularly on the retreats, because I've had, I've been around you more like 24 Mm seven. So let's see how much of this we can touch upon. And I'm sure it's all going to weave together. One of them is, is boundaries, like setting, getting, you know, setting, keeping and creating boundaries for yourself so that you can really, you know, do the things you need to do. The other thing is, which is kind of combined, it's like the flow and the structure. You're so adept at knowing when you need to check in, which is, I mean, for you, it's all the time. And that's something I aspire to. But this checking in process is sort of something that looks kind of fly by the seat of your pants. But it at the same time, it's, there's this beautiful structure to the way that you do things and the way that you live your life and the way that you dedicate your time to your creation process. So think I'm seeing boundaries, I'm seeing flow, I'm seeing structure and like discipline and focus kind of all mixed in. So what's mm-hmm. feeling like the good spot for you to
2: start? Well, something that I was, like I said, I was considering about this topic of discipline before coming on the call. And basically what I, what I see is that, so my focus and my discipline it's it's guided by my intuition, mm. and my intuition is supported by my following through with the guidance that I receive mm. repeatedly, repeatedly, <laughs> repeatedly, right? <laughs> <laughs> repetitively. <laughs> ah, funny. So does that make sense? So so mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm yes, I'm disciplined, but my in, my discipline, like my disciplinary actions, come from my intuition. And the reason that my intuition is so strong is because I follow yeah. it. The the best that I can. I mean, holy crap, am <laughs> I ever not perfect. Like there's not, you know, I don't do it all the time. Like I mess up lots. Like I, and, and it's perfect. It's not even a mess up really. Like it's all, everything is good. There's no wrong way to do life. You just do your best. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. But yeah, it, it really starts from from intuition, and then the intuition guides me around the structure. And then I continue to dance back and forth in that way. Mm -hmm. What is it that I need to be supported? Oh, I need to write a list out. Okay, write a list. What's the next thing I need to be supported? Oh, I need this. Okay. And it's like each step supports the next step. Mm -hmm. And it's like this constant back and forth between, like you said, flow and structure, or masculine and feminine, or however
1: You want to look at it. Mm -hmm. And I feel so like in my own personal journey, it's something we were just talking about today. So it feels like a Mm -hmm. beautiful time to explore it a little Mm -hmm. bit more is how we identify with the word structure. Mm, right? So many of us, myself included, and maybe, and you too, yeah, you as well, just because we don't come from like a quote corporate background, we can, most of us come or have had experiences with very structured you need to be here at this time you need to do this task at this time you need to clock out or check out or do whatever at this time and so we're used to this this very defined structure i mean just the work week right monday through friday for a lot of people i know that there's changes or variations within that but so it can be a foreign concept and it was to me for a very long time to be like okay well how do I make that work in the real world? How do I, you know, in the quote real world that we're so used to, this world where you have to go to work on Monday at eight o'clock and you come home on Monday at six o'clock only to do it again on Tuesday and you have to do all of these tasks whether you want to or not, whether you're feeling in the flow or not, whether you're feeling inspired or not. And, And so I'd love to explore that a little bit more or gain any wisdom that you may have around that Mm -hmm. concept, because it's something that really baffled me for a while. And I suspect that a lot of people are like, Yeah, well, that's great. If you have your own business, or if you're, you know, where you are right now. But what about the rest of us who still Mm -hmm. have to go to a job or, you know, that kind of thought process?
2: Yeah, Yeah, well, you know, it's funny, as you're talking, like, whether or not someone was in corporate, like, look at the school system. Mm -hmm. Like, that's probably where it was really strong for me, more than anything, like, I, freaking hated getting up every day and going to school like are you kidding me that was the worst and like I I did love a lot of things about school and I do see how it served me for sure but that's probably where I started not liking structure yeah <laughs> that's probably right where it started yeah so and I think when I journey back a little bit and start to look at where did discipline start becoming something that I actually wanted Mm. rather than felt like I like had to do or should do, or like was, I had to follow it or something. Mm -hmm. It's actually when I started doing yoga. Mm. And I think that's it's such an integral part of my business and my life and the way that i'm able to do everything that i do especially with being someone who's so intuitive and in the feminine flow state a lot of the time mm-hmm. because i started doing yoga and that started giving me the foundation energetically and also physically in my body and and with like the the discipline to start doing it every day and stuff like that i started to really like that and and I think the key here is why, why I even started wanting to do that. Yes, it made me feel good, but I started to really experience the divine mm. and have an awareness of the divine as I was doing yoga. And so I kept on wanting to go back and go back and go back. And then all of a sudden, this, I started to create this healthy relationship with structure and foundations and the masculine, mm-hmm. right? I started to really appreciate you know, discipline, I started to really appreciate discipline, because it was where I was able to guide my mind into silence so that I could experience God. Mm. And I think that's the whole point. So for me, I think when I look back, that's where everything really started to shift and where I started to really begin a more healthy relationship towards structure. And I still, I'm saying more healthy, because I absolutely still notice times where I'm like a drill sergeant inside of myself and that's not healthy yeah. where it's like, I'm, I'm my, my gymnastics teacher all over <laughs> again, or my coach when I was, you know, six years old, like pushing me way beyond what I was actually probably going to be best for me. And so I do need to continue to be conscious and soften around that because it's not about being perfect and I don't have to do anything actually but it does serve me when it's guided. And so it's something that I'm continuing to, to work towards becoming, um, to have that more and more healthy masculine and structure in my life.
1: Mm. Yeah. And, and of course, it's no coincidence that we've come together and that we're talking about this very topic because for me, one of the things that has been my journey has been what you just said softening around the masculine to allow more moments of inspiration to guide me because so often and we hear it all around us and it's I'm not saying that this any of this is wrong because it does serve a lot of people in many different ways but for example push through the discomfort you know um, keep going until you until you drop basically even though our you know, we're hearing something else, our body's telling us something different, our heart's telling us something different, because it's like, do more, 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 more. So this whole idea of doing less, or not pushing yourself, and what I mean is like, you know, there are times when, like, I might burn the midnight oil, like when I was a lawyer, I'm exhausted, I can't even see straight, burning the midnight oil for the sake of getting something done right then, when, and there were other times when I actually allowed myself To say you know what it's 9 p.m i've read the same sentence eight times it's not serving me let's check to see when this is due i'm gonna go home get some sleep and i'm gonna come back bright and early and have a completely different perspective on it and sometimes that to me is like an an experience of my former attorney life where i actually listened to my my body my intuition and allowed myself to soften around the masculine and let more of like what i perceive to be the feminine in that's something that's telling me okay take a break you'll get this done and trust mm-hmm. that you can get this done when you have a, a fresh perspective and so it's a really interesting thing to me yeah. to to play with both sides and totally. if you're overly structured to see how it feels to only act when you're inspired which what it's leading me to right now is allowing things to be easier mm-hmm. you know to not yeah. struggle so much for something like I'm just going to give a social media example because that seems very relevant anymore these days. Like there's days when you might force yourself to post something because you think you should or whatever, and you get very little engagement. And then there's other days where, and and you may have struggled with this post for like an hour to say the perfect thing and all this kind of stuff. And then there's other days where you just feel so inspired and guided and you're just like, type it up, send it. And it's like, people are just like, wow, this is so great. And you're like, well, I only spent three minutes on that. Like why Mm -hmm. that shouldn't be you know, it should be harder than that. Mm. So what, what are your, what do you say about letting things be easy? (laughs) Hmm.
2: I think that every moment is so unique. I really do. Mm. And I, um, like, it's almost like just taking away the rule book and really all of us coming into self mastery so that we can be the authority for our own lives. Mm. I mean, discipline and alignment and everything looks different day to day and season to season. Yeah. So I, I think that this and you know this about me, I think that what really matters, regardless of, of everything, what's manifesting what you're doing in your life, what you're trying to create how you're being if you're masculine in the feminine, whatever, is what's what's your driving force meaning what's the intention behind your actions mm-hmm. and that is always like that that that's going to be the result of everything in, in the end that's the way that i see it mm. so how do you how did you identify your driving force in your business
1: to keep going because you didn't always have a waitlist right i mean you didn't always mm-hmm. have a a business that people desire to model or, you know, to have the same quote success as they define it as
2: you. So how, how did that play out for you? Well, I think that I just, I knew what I wanted. (laughs) Yeah, I just knew what I wanted and I decided that I'm doing it. There was like no other option. I'd already had like 20 different kinds of jobs. I didn't like any of them. Mm. I hated them. It, was, it had just become clear to me that I didn't want to do, I didn't want a regular job. It wasn't my dream. It wasn't my vision. And you know what? Like, like for me, there's just, there's never been another option. Mm. I don't even, like I've, I've definitely, there's been times when I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. The only time that I've considered getting a, a reg, quote unquote regular job after becoming an entrepreneur was. So that I could feel confident in continuing to invest in my growth. Mm. So for example, what I mean by that is I've been like, okay, I really feel like I want to get like this, this coaching program that I feel like is going to help my vision and my purpose and my mission. I don't know exactly where all the money is going to come from, but if I need it, I would be willing to go get a second job for this. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just, I've been willing to do whatever it takes period. And that's, there's been no question. And, And how I came to that. I, I think it's probably through the pain of experiencing what I don't want and 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 choosing, no, I like this is what I want. This is my vision, this is what I'm going for. And as many times as I've wanted to give up, and believe me, there's been many times I ultimately, you know, after the big sob fest, I come back to it and I get real with myself. It's like, no, like this is what I I'm here to do. I know my purpose, I know my mission. And again, that comes back to my intuition
1: mm-hmm.
2: to to being in prayer, to doing the deep questioning with myself. What is it that I really want? And, and coming into clarity around what my, what my mission is here, why I'm here, what's my purpose, and de- devoting myself to that mission. Yeah,
1: yeah. and I think you're starting to touch upon a question that's formulating in my mind around mm. the million-dollar question that all people, well, maybe not everybody, but you know what I mean, that people ask. Right how do I figure out my purpose? How do I figure yeah. out my passion? And you touched upon some of those things, you know, you were willing to ask the questions, do the journaling, do all of that kind of stuff. But there was also something inside of you that you decided, you decided to pay attention to, to listen to. So when, as you were refining your, and I know that it's a process, but as you have been refining your purpose and, and passion, how, Basically, what can you share about that? So when people ask that question, how do I find my passion? How do I find my purpose? What does Caitlin Edgar say?
2: Well, I, I, I remember how I started when I was still at my full-time job. I started asking like, and then I left my job and I didn't know what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. This was a funny time in my life, Gabby. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, no job, no idea how I was going to pay for anything for like six months. I literally don't know how. I made any money. Like, I can't even remember. <laughs> it was just hilarious. But everything was provided for, of course. And I just kept asking, like, what do I really, like, if I look back on my life, what do I love? What, where, what are the moments where I felt, like, really, really inspired and passionate? Mm. And I started to take note. And I, I literally started to take note. Meaning, like, I journaled all the time. Mm. on on like, what is it that I really love? And I could see like, okay, I I could see that in my last job, which I was working in a kitchen. I always felt really, really good when the other girls in the kitchen were asking me for advice. (laughs) And I loved it. I loved giving them advice. I was like, I I love helping people like that. And so I took note of that. And then I was like, oh, so then do I become a counselor? Because that had kind of been on my mind Mm -hmm. throughout my teenage years and stuff too, or a psychiatric nurse. Because I've also always loved psychology. Mm-hmm. And then I've also always loved like dance and I've always loved like gymnastics. So then that's kind of like I think where the yoga comes in. And so what starts to happen is basically I made a huge list of everything that I love. And I I kind of I I mean I prayed about it and I left it up to that and I didn't even know where I was going to start because I had like 10 different job descriptions on this <laughs> list. Like or you know the things that I loved I could see them leading into 10 different careers. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people for get example, stuck there. Yes, and I was super stuck there because I was like how do I choose? Right. How do I choose? Right. It was really stressful for me. I was like I, I wanted maybe a massage therapist or like an energy healer or there was like um, a yoga teacher or a counselor or a coach. There were all these different things. Mm-hmm. And I felt really stressed out about it. And I remember one friend telling me, "It doesn't matter, just pick one. Just pick one and the rest will come together." Mm-hmm. And, and still that felt stressful. And so I prayed about it. And, and eventually what happened was, as it does, life presented to me the right person at the right time. And I took a huge leap of faith. It ended up being my first coach, which led to me learning how to be a coach. And that's was amazing, right? And then since then, all the other things that I was like, well, I don't know, maybe I'll get to that yoga thing or maybe I won't because, but this is what I'm doing now, mm-hmm. It all ended up weaving itself in Mm -hmm. where, you know, when I host retreats, there's always dance there. Yeah. When I market, I dance sometimes. (laughs) When like I now I'm a yoga teacher and I do that at my retreats. Like everything just came together in a way that I never would have been able to imagine at that time. So I think what's really key is start to notice what you love and just let yourself do that. Give yourself permission to follow that and and keep paying super close attention and keep praying to be guided to, to continue to come into that purpose, Mm -hmm. to do that thing that you love. I think it's all about what you love. That's ultimately what I think it is. And I love that you said that because
1: it's, it seems to be And I don't, you know, that I'm, I'm not saying this in a demeaning way, but it seems to be the Mm -hmm. generic answer that a lot of people hear. It's like, just do what you Mm -hmm. love. And then the next thing, at least that I've heard, and that I have said personally is I don't have time. I don't have the money to do. I don't have the luxury to go off and blah, blah, blah. I have this, I have that, I have this, I have that. And one of the things that I have personally learned is that you don't have to immerse yourself in a, 30 day retreat on the other side of the world in order to find your passion. Like you can literally mm-hmm. go and, I don't know, if you love yoga, you know, see if there's a free class somewhere that you could go and do once a week or once a month or just allow yourself the opportunity, even if it's in really small doses, mm-hmm. to do more of those kinds of things that you love to do. And it doesn't have to be that you quit your job and then you you sign up to be a yoga teacher and everything is fine. Like you can, right. You can do different things while still, if you feel like you can't leave your job, for example, you can still find the time if it's important to you to do those little things that are going to make your heart happier. And I've noticed that when I do allow myself to do those things, that all of these different opportunities start presenting themselves that I never could have even imagined in my whole entire life, which allow me to take that next step mm-hmm. to doing, you know, to getting closer to that, I guess, bigger vision or bigger passion or bigger purpose in life. Have you
2: found the same for yourself? Yeah, and I'm, it's absolutely like that's when the magic starts happening. Yeah. And that's when you're like, okay, now I know that I'm on purpose Mm -hmm. because look at how things are coming into place. Look at how things are working out. And another thing that I want to say, I'm not entirely sure who's all going to be listening Mm -hmm. to this, but you don't have to be, like, for example, we, we need janitors, right? We need janitors. Of course we do. And maybe, or maybe not someone who's a cleaner, loves cleaning. I think a lot of people do, but maybe they don't. But that doesn't mean that they can't still be on purpose. Right. Because I'll share with you what, my, what, I, what I identify as my actual purpose is. Mm-hmm. I myself identify that my purpose is to support people in some way in their own unification with God, mm-hmm. in their own unique way that's just, just right for each of them. And a janitor can do that. Anyone can do that. And that is something that I, my purpose that I just shared with you, that's evolved over time, and it can change any day. But it is something that is at the root of everything that I do. And so it feels important to name that it's not necessarily that someone who is, you know, doing like maybe this, there's some really challenging jobs out there that require us to do things that maybe we don't always want to do. But that doesn't mean that someone's not on purpose. Right. Being on purpose is about being in alignment with your soul too. And, and it's about making sure that you are doing the things that you love. So maybe you're listening to music. If you love music while you're cleaning, mm-hmm. for example, you know what I yes. mean? Like, yes. it's just not always so black and white. Exactly. Exactly. And I love that you say that
1: because earlier we were talking about letting things be easy, right? And then that's a great, that's a great perspective to have, like doing things that feel good, that feel natural, that come easily to you. But that's not to say that you're not going to have some things that you just don't really care to do. But if, if the things that you really desire to do, everything requires you to do all these other things as well. If you want a clean house, you have to clean it or somebody has to clean it for you. There has to be this other part to it as well. That's more than just the end result of a clean house, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's like loving as much as you can <laughs> all the bits and pieces. But I feel like when you're really connected, like you said, to your your reason why or your, you know, purpose that <clears throat> yeah. the the other parts just feel like, okay, it's a necessary step in being able to further further my purpose. Right? I think yeah. that makes sense.
2: <laughs> totally. It does. And you know what? Like Really, like, this kind of thing can be as simple as, like, get a pen and paper out and start asking the question, why am I here? Mm. What do I really want to do here? What's my reason for being? What do I want to accomplish? What kind of legacy do I want to leave? How do I want to be remembered? Asking these questions and start to notice what are your answers. And you start to understand who you are and what your values are, what you stand for, what you care about, what you're passionate about, what your intentions are in this life. And that's how you come to see what your purpose is. It's so beautiful. And a lot of times, you know, and it sounds so simple yet I know a lot of
1: people because there's a lot of people, myself included, and people that I've worked with who who end up getting stuck at that point in time or or feel like that's not possible for them. So
2: right.
1: when you hear sort of that that sort of chatter or when you hear it directly from a client, how do you or do you nurture or encourage or Sort of like give them that little shove to say, you know what, it is possible and and you can do it and and this can help you.
2: I think that in in those in those situations when when like we're feeling really disconnected and and lacking in belief around something, it's because we're holding the idea outside of ourselves. Mm. Like it's not already who we are and what we have. We don't know, it's it's something outside of ourselves. So it's like if there's this big idea that there's like a, a big purpose for me and I don't know what it is and I don't know how to get it and it seems like something that's out of reach, my go-to is to start looking at, okay, where are you on purpose right now? Mm. Start there. Where do you feel on purpose right now? Where, where are things feeling aligned for you right now? Like Maybe you don't know what you want to do with your work life, but so how are things going in your relationship Mm -hmm. or how are, how's your relationship with your kids or how's your body doing? And, and, and sometimes all of those things are challenged, but there's always going to be somewhere where you can find your alignment. Always, 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 there's going to be something. So start there and, and, and start to spend some time reflecting on that piece. Why is that working so well for me? How can I start to apply what feels so on point for me in this area of my life to these other areas of Mm -hmm. my life? Because I think, like, yeah, being on purpose is also part of being a whole integrated being. Yeah. So every area of our lives requires us to be purposeful. Mm-hmm. And again, purpose, what's the other, another definition of that it's intention. Yeah. So, and when we get to choose what that is, it's not something necessarily that we have to find, it's about choosing that for ourselves. And that's why. I said, like, my purpose, quote unquote, it's changed over the years. Because as I grow, I'm starting to see, oh, it's a little different than that, actually. Mm-hmm. That word doesn't quite fit anymore. Or it's, it's grown beyond that in some way. Or I have a different perspective now. Mm. So those are some of my thoughts. It, a funny thing, my, I remember one of my coaches saying to me at one point was that, well, one of my coaches says my, that your purpose is to be who you are. Yeah. That's Allison. I love mm-hmm. that. Allison Braun. That's what she says. And I love that. And another coach of mine, Nadine Damien, she, I, I think she said something along the lines of your purpose changes moment to moment. Mm. So like right now in this moment, my purpose is to have this conversation with you, Gabby.
0: In mm-hmm.
2: the next moment, it's going to be whatever the next thing. Then it's going to be, you know, driving my kids safely to the store that's my purpose in that moment. So she, she really does it that way. Mm. And then, so it's, we're all unique, you know, and, and I know that for myself having a a clearly written out statement around like what my purpose is, is for my life right now. That's what I like. I like, I'm here to help people to unify with God. So every action that I take, it holds that intention and that purpose. That's how I like to do it. Mm. Yeah. So we're all different. right?
1: exactly. Exactly. And I think, I really think that that's one of the most beautiful messages that we can convey to people is that, that we are unique and that when we desire something just because somebody else or just because nobody else around us around us desires that doesn't mean we're wrong. It just means that that's yeah. our own unique yes. way of functioning and working. And the more that we can allow ourselves to open up to that, to our own desires and to be okay with them. And, and then when we get more courage and more courage to act upon them, that. That that's when really things start to change and start to like doors start flying open, synchronicities, yeah. all, whatever you want to call it. All of a sudden, things just start lining up for you, and you're like, "Whoa! <laughs> how did all totally. of this happen?" You know? So, uh,
2: and it's so amazing. Like, uh, and that's yeah, for me. Like, that's when life really starts to become so exciting and so much fun. Yeah, I just get so excited <laughs> for people. I know, right? When they yeah, it makes me so happy. Mm. Oh, well, you make me so happy. <laughs> you make me happy too.
1: <laughs> well, this feels like a Thank really you. good time. Why don't you share with people how they can connect with you, where they can find you, where they can get more of this Kate, Caitlin goodness.
2: <laughs> hmm. Absolutely. So my website is www.caitlinedgar.com and that's spelled K-A-T-E-L-Y-N-E-D-G-A-R.com and I have a really, really awesome free gift where you can enter your name and email on my, I think it's right there on my homepage mm-hmm. when you first land there. And it's, it's called the Meet Your Higher Self um, mm. to Activate Your Intuition Workshop. It's really, really, really beautiful yeah. training and can really help people in such a powerful way. So that's free when you enter your name and email, you can do that. In addition to that, I've got a Facebook group, which is for women it's called the Intuitive Co Creators. It's a really—that's the space where we actually met, right, Gabby? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Some Facebook group. I, think, I ended up. Or in oh, it might have been a different group. That's where we first started really, like really connecting. connecting though, yeah, I think and seeing each it's other. It's a, a fantastic lot, so. group. So. Yeah, and then and I'm on Facebook too, Caitlin Edgar. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love to connect with anyone who feels drawn to spending some more time with me yeah. and my teachings and stuff. Mm. And you were, yeah, you were just a joy. Thank you so much. (laughs) And
1: thank you for having me. Thank you, everybody. We'll be talking to you guys again. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for being part of Gabriella's dream. You can learn more about Gabriella at thenewfirm.co. A special thank you to Hope Welty Library sally mercedes in the a year ago today podcast joshua weeders and each one of the guests